0: Hey, what's going on Automotive World? Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping. Joining me on the show today is Brandon Dills of Jarhead Diagnostics. Uh, Make sure to check out the website link in the show notes. Um, Brandon joined me on the show as one of my first or earlier guests on the podcast in the spring of 2020. And at that point, he was uh, still working for an independent repair shop, had just gotten his uh, 3D printing tool business go- going, um, and was shortly thereafter going to venture out on his own, which he did. Um, since then, he's been doing mobile work, um, and he's got a brick-and-mortar shop that we're going to talk about, getting into eight ass stuff, um, just all around being a successful entrepreneur, um, in a short period of time, in mean, less than two years, uh, he's taken on all kinds of challenges and have been very successful at doing so. So that's what I wanted to talk to him about. And, uh, that's going to be the conversation. So with that out of the way, let's jump in. Well, what's, uh, what's going on, Brandon?
1: Uh, living the American dream.
0: Nice. Yeah, It's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, you got all kinds of stuff going on, man crazy
1: too much, too much.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that's probably going to be one of the things I want to ask you about is yeah, how do you, every time I turn around, you got something, something new going on <laughs> yeah. on Facebook. And, uh, how do you manage it all? What's the, what's the strategy there?
1: <laughs> Work a lot of hours. Uh, like, <laughs> like this morning, uh, my dog knows me in the face at like four o'clock. Like, Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, Looked at, it, it was like four o'clock. I kind of rolled around for about 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to work now. <laughs> so I, I came into work at five. I was, I was in the shop about about five this morning and then been going ever since. So,
0: Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's at, uh, oh, what do they say? The self-employment, you'll work yeah. uh, work I'm 80 work, hours a week so yeah. you don't have to work 40.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's
0: where I'm at right now. So. Oh boy. Well, I, I do know, I do know the feeling just trying to do, trying to do the teaching and the mobile at the same time. Sometimes it's like when, when both are a heavy load, you know, and it comes at the same time, it's like, oh man, how, I, I basically work from the time I wake up till I go to sleep. And that's it. Like, even if I'm at home, kind of like relaxing on the couch, I'm on the computer doing something for one of the two jobs and so
1: yeah that (laughs) that was that was me today we uh i came in this morning and did a repair on a honda accord it was a oxygen sensor been to three other shops each shop put a new oxygen sensor in it still didn't fix the issue so had a broken wire fix that and then i started unpacking my ados stuff that i just got in then went and did a mobile came back diagnosed another one went out and did another mobile came back Faults and fires here is just all day long.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So where do we start? So, I mean, obviously I've talked to you since then, but the first time I had you on the podcast was early in 2020, I believe Um, the spring of 2020. And I think you were still working at a dealership at that point or just leaving a dealership, Uh, I think.
1: Well, So my last, my last year and a half or almost two years of, uh, working for somebody else beside myself was kind of rocky, but that last year, um, yeah, the last time we talked, I was at an independent shop and we closed the podcast and I was like, Hey, just so you're aware, like within the next two weeks, I'm (laughs) going, I'm going full time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, you just taken off from there with. So many <laughs> different things, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and, and I, I got questions about the individual stuff, but what's um, what's been the the motivation or the inspiration to to make all of this stuff happen in such a short period of time? Because I mean, I, I can only imagine it's a, just a ton of work.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I see what I want in my future. And I guess I'd just like, well, why wait till my future? I just want it right now. So I just start grinding it out and then I get an opportunity and it's like, do I jump on that opportunity or do I just kind of sit back and continue doing what I'm doing? So anytime an opportunity's happened for me, I've just kind of jumped in after it. So.
0: Okay. Did you, I asked Keith Perkins this too, you know, cause he was, a similar scenario where he left his job at a shop and then just it's that hockey stick graph, right? Just, you know, up to the the (laughs) stratosphere as far as what he's got going on. And I I asked him, I was like, did you have all of this planned out? Like, did you have a grandmaster plan? And and he told me he really didn't. It just, it happened the way it happened. What about you? (laughs) Did you have, these ideas and these plans for what you got going on now or Uh,
1: not at all. So, um, whenever I got out of the Marine Corps, I was trying to figure out what I want to do. I went to a shop and from that time I was like, I'd like to own a shop. Maybe I'll do that one day. And then it's just, then jarhead started making the tools and everything. And then that kind of pivoted me to be able to do my own thing. And Mm -hmm. then went mobile Then the tooling kind of grew to where I ran out of space. And so I rented or bought a building for the house. Instant, like the the day that I moved in, I ran out of space. It it was insane because I guess I just (laughs) underachieved or under, not underachieved, but I just, I didn't think it was going to go that fast. And then we uh, leased the warehouse this past August. And uh, right whenever we leased it, all the shops that I was servicing mobily were like, Oh, you've got a location. We'll start sending you customers.
0: So okay. then
1: so then one thing kind of led to another. And it was like at least once a week I was having a customer here. And so now I'm kind of at where I'm at, which I guess would that'll probably lead into one of your other questions here in a minute, I
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um well with the with the tools, uh, I you got a whole like wall. 3d printers now at least I, I think that was the picture that i saw on facebook yeah it's
1: uh hang on <laughs> see if i can uh, they're kind of over
0: oh sure okay yeah well, uh, shelves stacked full of the 3d yeah. printers there
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i mean that was another thing it was um you know i was making the tools and i was like well i was working full time and you know how do i how do i let my idle time where i'm not working still make me money and so we started looking at 3d printers and i was like i'm mean, gonna try it worse comes worse it doesn't work and i'm out 300 bucks but yeah now the 300 has turned into i don't even want to know how much money i've gotten printers so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's crazy the uh it, the income goes up but so do the expenses and 100 yep. <laughs> percent it's uh it's that's when you start adding that stuff up for sure. Well, and it's weird for me. I know when I buy a tool now, you know, I'll, I'll drop, um, I just, I just bought a scan tool, right. For, it was, it was just about four grand. Right. And in the scan scan tool world, um, I actually got a, um, I got a 608, um, because I already, so I had a, I have a 508 and I'm actually probably going to sell it, but mm-hmm. I wanted the Autel scan tool side of things, yep. which I just that wasn't part of my arsenal. And I'm like, I was like, well, I don't know. I could buy. I was looking at the Ultra. I was looking at the 919. And I was like, ah, I'm just gonna get this the 608. But anyways, it, you know, it's it's about four grand or so. Which yeah. <laughs> it, that's a lot. That's a lot of money, at least to me, right? To to just drop on something. But now with my business. And it's bringing in money. Yeah. I just don't feel that way with the tooling. Right. Whereas if, if it was a personal item for me, yeah. like let's say, I don't even know what I'd buy for $4,000. It'd have to be exactly. a vehicle.
1: Yeah. It'd
0: have to be a vehicle. Nothing in my home. I would purchase for $4,000, but, but the tooling, I'm just like, Oh, you know, that's a pretty good price. Okay, cool. Here, here it goes. And the, the amount of money that you're sending through on this stuff, um, cool. it, it's it's strange that it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust, yeah, trust the me, scanners know. hanging up.
1: <laughs> trust me, I know. <laughs> like uh, I mean it's the same thing because you know, last year, uh whenever I first got started mobile, I I started and I had my Varus Edge, I had a um an Altel 906, and I had an Altel J twenty five thirty four, and that's what I started with. Mm-hmm. And instant, it was like instantly outgrew it because I, I ran into some stuff where I needed to do a mobilizer. And I was talking to Isaac. I was like, you know, what should I do? I was like, my 906 was coming up for, um, you know, an update. And he was like, just get the 608. And literally since then, the 608 has probably been my go-to. Now, okay. I've got the, the Top Don Phoenix Plus, the smaller one. And I really like that one. It's got the topology in it and stuff. Yep. But you just with what that 608 does, you just can't beat it for an all in one unit. It's right. It's pretty freaking amazing.
0: Yeah. With the J box and the E prom and stuff. I, that's yep. why I was just like, yeah, I think that's the best deal. So I have the Phoenix plus as well, but I'm a complete idiot and I lost the VCI for it. So <laughs> I'm waiting to get a new one. I'm in talks with the, the uh, suppliers and they said they're getting some in next week. So <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll tell you there's one thing I'm bad at is about it's those little Bluetooth dongles. Yep. And so I, I just need to put a freaking cord on it or a flag on yep. it or something. Um, Cause I'm, I'm pretty good with the rest of my stuff doing it mobile, but for whatever reason I get busy. That's, that's the one thing I forget is when it's, when it's small and tucked up under the dash. Yeah, and so the i lo-
1: oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I,
0: I know what vehicle it was in and I called the shop. They're like, yeah, it's not in there. So I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's gone, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, a, a lot of my smaller ones, I'll put either like a long lanyard on it or an OBD2 extension cable just so yep. it dangles down. And I got a uh, a Maximus 3.0, which is, you know, Matco's launch stuff. Sure. And I used that for the first time because I haven't hardly used it here recently. The other day, and I was like, the Bluetooth... extension cables getting in my way. So I took it off the vehicle. I took it off on, I left the dongle in. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. So you've got a brick and mortar shop now too, that you put, you put a hoist in, I saw that. And then are you setting that up to be like full service and repair or what's the plan there?
1: So right now it is Jarhead Diagnostics LLC DBA Small Town Automotive Technologies. Um, I wanted to to kind of separate the name. So I just go by small town for the shop. Just since I I service you know, a bunch of repair shops, I didn't want it to be uh, just in my own mind. I didn't want Jarhead to be there and then shops could have animosity or whatever. Okay. so, yeah, that's that's. In the uh, very early stages. I mean, we're getting about two to three cars a week, but, you know, I still got all the other stuff going on, so I don't really mind it. I want it to kind of grow more organically than, you know, let's just open the floodgates and take in the cheapest oil change I can get. That's not what I'm after, so. (laughs) Right. Uh, And then, like, my brother, he's been kind of unhappy where he's at, so he's in the talks, he's probably going to, whenever, uh, small town automotive technologies completely splits from Jarhead, he's going to kind of buy in as a, a part owner mm-hmm. of that. So he'll nice. help me. He's going to help me run that. Um, I'm going to be the, I guess the main owner, he's going to be the, he's going to own a big part of it, but so he's going to help run that. Cause like you said, it's, I just don't have time in the day. So yeah, like, I kind of want to get to where just in in general, I'm just, I'm able to sit back and manage the business. And if I need to do tooling, I'll do tooling. If I need to repair a car, I will, or service advice. I mean, I can just stand back and help everybody. So,
0: Sure. Um, I know I had talked to you, it's probably, it would have been, I think, last spring about you had an employee for a period of time and I was considering hiring somebody the past summer and it it didn't end up happening for me, but um, what was that like? And then do you have anybody right now uh, as far as employees?
1: So um, you know what it's like being mobile. Um, It takes a a very special breed. So uh, we parted on good terms um, last, well, probably right before you talked to me is when we parted ways. Um, but then about three months ago, I hired a a lady named Heather. She's doing a lot of the tooling. So if any of your packages are shipped or anything like that, or even a lot of the production, she's doing a lot of that. So that's helping out a lot and she's kind of taken over that. And I'm going to put her, excuse me. I'm going to put her, um, kind of in a management role. Cause I, I mean, I have dreams and aspirations to where I, people laughed at me a while back, but you know, I'd like to compete with, you know, AES wave. I want, I want to, uh, I want jarhead to kind of grow to something similar to that. So okay, I'm in, the, I'm in the process of getting her set up to where she can help push it to the next level. And then we'll go from there.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah. finding, finding the people that are the right fit for the kinds of things that we're doing is, is not an easy task.
1: Um, 100%.
0: Um, that's cool. Yeah. I, um, I was looking into it and I wanted to train somebody in over the summer to kind of handle some of my workload during the school year. That was the goal. Um, you know, here, go do these GM programmings. And well, <laughs> I guess I'm glad I didn't because as it turns out, the GM programming <laughs> turned out to be a disaster in the last couple of months, which would have been right when they're <laughs> starting full time is the TLC yep. stuff where no VTD learns and who knows if it's going to crash. And uh, yep. I don't know, it was down today. and so <laughs> 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 But um, yeah, it, I I was wondering, I was like, you know, is this really going to reduce my workload, you know, for what I'm looking at Um, if I bring somebody on or is it just going to be the same amount of work? I'm just doing something different, you know, instructing or guiding or putting out fires. See,
1: Isaac was talking about that. You know, he would like to hire somebody and just kind of let them go out. And even if the, all they're doing is hooking up the tooling and he just remotes in whenever it's ready and does, does the, mm. the button clicking, which it it would, I mean, if, if you've got a lot going on, I mean, you, you're not the one having to sit in that seat for, you know, an hour for that programming, you know, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back and all that. So it, sure. it, it, it eventually would save you some time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just gotta, gotta do it right. But, uh, yeah, uh, for now, I'm gonna keep uh, rolling solo and see how it goes for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've got some I've got some decisions to make in the next year or two on exactly the the path that I want to proceed yep. on. And I don't exactly know what I'm gonna do, but uh, I'm I'm working on that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, you got a, a big box of ass stuff the other day what's yeah. uh what's going on with that
1: uh it, well once i once i got the warehouse i was like well i mean i've kind of got a space to where i can now so uh we are at aste and uh, i was talking to kip from uh advance and he was like you should really look into the think car ados system it's an excellent price right now so okay i looked into it and it was an excellent price so uh, that's I kind of went home with it and, uh, I, I literally just unpacked it this morning. Well, most of it, the, they're on a promo right now and it's got like the, the think car standard set, but then it also comes with, um, the, the different radars and everything for radar calibration and you can do windshields with it. So the promo has got like all the extra bells and whistles and I was okay. expecting all that. So that's awesome. Yeah, I
0: saw on uh, Facebook some people are getting worked up about aftermarket oh, targets and oh all that God. stuff.
1: No, <laughs> all right, all right. So your 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 buddy Matt Fonslow, and you know we were just—I was messaging him last night. I didn't expect for that that post. It was just like, hey, I got an Ados kit, and right, YouTube. you just—and he, he went ape about it to the point. Have you went back onto that Facebook group?
0: I I. Haven't checked it recently. No, I just saw somebody's getting all worked up.
1: No, it's it's shut down. (laughs) From from that post, the 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 main owner or what you would call it of that Facebook group killed my post because all I did was post that, and then that one guy went crazy and was like, "Nah," and just archived the whole group. So the group's no longer there. So this big ADOS (laughs) group is just gone. And all I did and all I did was post a, "Hey, I gotta think, car ADOS getting." (laughs) <laughs> Jeez.
0: yeah. I, I I mean, I I get the factory tooling thing, and I have factory tooling for a reason. But man, some people get they they um they take it very personally. Um, mm-hmm. if someone else doesn't use only factory equipment, and uh, I, don't, I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, you you can talk to a lot of people, and and I'm just kind of getting into the ados, so don't quote me. But from my understanding is a lot of the aftermarket targets can be used with factory tooling. So if uh-huh. I need to do a programming and they want factory, then I guess technically I could use it like the targets with my factory tooling that I already have. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, so much of it is the car, you know, you're just instructing the car to do something of a scan tool, right? I'm not an yeah. ADAS expert at all, so maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but as far as I'm aware, you're just pressing a button. You're telling the car to do this calibration. So if the car is good, your measurements are right. And target is good. Yep. I mean, uh, I, I don't see an yeah. issue with it. Yeah. yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. I, I think the people that are getting on that ADAS thing now and over the last few years are, are going to be set up really well in the next decade when yeah. This becomes just so so commonplace to have an old vehicle with the stuff that is broken or miscalibrated or needs calibration. And, and I mean, the people that know it well, because they've already started to immerse their self, themselves in it and, and they know it and they've experienced it, they're going to be in such a good spot, I, I think. Um, and if you got the space and the, the money to invest in it, why not? get your, get your feet wet and then start getting into it because everything has it right. It isn't there a requirement on a lot of vehicles to have certain features now on brand uh, I new think, cars.
1: I think so. I know like Toyota requires it on their vehicles, but I mean, it's to the point now, a lot of the newer cars, you can't even replace a windshield without being calibrated. So, mm-hmm. so I mean the, the, the markets there. It's just trying to get people to understand that the market's there. So.
0: Yep. Um, one of the other, the, the guy who does mobile programming down in the cities where I'm at, he has, he has a big time operation and he does ADAS stuff, but I was talking to him, this was a couple of years back and he's like, yeah, I'm focusing on windshield calibrations for enterprise and for, um, like body shops and stuff because it's. It's so it's needed. You have to do it It's part of the insurance thing, especially in body shops. And then in, if you have the equipment to set up, it's relatively easy to do. And you're just boom, 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 boom profit. You're good. Um, so uh, there, there's a, there's a big opportunity there coming uh, for the aftermarket shops that typically see, you know, 10, 10 year older plus
1: vehicles.
0: Right. And it's, it's coming now yep. that you're going to start getting this through with every vehicle and I mean, why not be I'll the guy say, that can do it?
1: Well, yeah, I was talking to, to Kip. I, I called him after I got it and he, he told me, he's like, Hey, call me and we'll just, we'll discuss some like marketing techniques. And, he told me, and I didn't even pay attention or really think about it. He said, you know, body shops or windshield companies, 50% of their vehicles have to have a calibration. He said, and that's a low number. It's probably up closer to 70, and I never really even thought about that. But if you really think about it, a lot of the body shops are getting newer vehicles that are under warranty or turned under warranty under insurance and all that other junk. So,
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Do you uh, work with a
0: lot of body shops for your mobile stuff?
1: To be honest with you, Um, I can count on two hands, how many body shop stuff we, we don't have a a ton of body shops around here. And Mm -hmm. most of the ones that I, that are in the general area are attached to dealerships. So I don't really get too much into it. Um, the biggest one in in the general area, I was going to approach them. Um, once I get the ADOS kit fully put together and figure it all out, approach them about doing the ADOS, but they're only about a, mile from me so it's not too terribly bad but being that they're attached to a dealership most of their stuff is ran through the dealer so um yeah i i actually
0: only have one and i haven't made an effort to actually go out and seek out body shops but most of the mobile guys that i talk to are like that's that's where the money is is to go to body shops because you get a lot of this is what I'm told is you get a lot of electrical diagnosis. And some of it might be challenging, but some of it might be very easy because they yeah. m- maybe don't necessarily have the skill set to handle even basic electrical stuff. So you just you find an open wire, that sort of thing. Um and uh,
1: installing a ground with a plastic push clip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen that. So
0: Okay. I suppose that's not gonna work too well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I might, uh, I might seek that out in the future. It, it's weird. Everybody's, um, you know, their, their, geographical location where they're at is different. Everybody yeah. I talk to, um, for whatever reason, transmission shops are my like overwhelming majority of shops that I service. And I, I was asked myself, why are there so many transmission shops around where I'm at? I, I don't know, but that's just how it ended up for me, and it's not necessarily that for somebody else that's in a different state or a different city. Um, talking to a PJ, he's he's mm-hmm. just getting going with some mobile stuff, and his his clientele is very different than some other areas. Um, yeah. it, it really does depend on where you're at, how yeah. you're going to run this, and who you're yeah. going to service.
1: Because I he he was asking me questions about just getting started in the mobile. You know what, um my opinion on it and stuff. Cause in the mobile game, I guess I'm still kind of fairly young compared to other people. we were talking and he was like, what about body shops? I was like, I hardly service any. I was like, mine's mainly repair shops. He's like, no, no, no. I've got like a body shop on like every corner up here. I was like, Oh uh, yeah, that's totally different than down here, down where All I'm right. at. So.
0: Yeah. I don't know if the, the salt or the the snow and the ice plays a role with, you know, how many body shops you're going to see. Cause I mean, that's, that's the thing around here. The snow is going to fly pretty quick here. we already had a couple mm-hmm. and then everybody's in the ditch and sliding into things and crashing. So your, your body shops automatically have a lot. It's that white gold falling from <laughs> the sky, <laughs> you, you know, that maybe down South, or in the southern states you don't necessarily have that on a consistent basis. I I don't know um I'm not well versed in what's what's down there but that would be my guess anyways as to why you might see more up here.
1: Yeah, I mean it's I mean here it's like the moment those little ice crystals start falling people slow down to like a half a mile an hour and scared to move and <laughs> so yeah,
0: you shut down with an inch of of snow. There's, there's that's that's anywhere. literally
1: that's that's how it is here. Sure. If there's typically if there's any snow on any road, they'll shut down the schools completely for until the roads are cleared. So
0: sure. Well, I mean, I get it. If you know, if the the city or the state is not equipped to take care of it with salt and plows and stuff like that, and and is familiar driving with it. it Totally makes sense. And you can you can make fun of people for that all you want, because that's the thing. You know, up here, oh, you guys can't drive with an inch of snow. But yeah, okay. Well, we we get to do it every year. We have experience, we've done it before, and still people are terrible at it. Um, but if you would never experience that or very rarely experience that, and all of a sudden your, you know, the four thousand pound vehicle is sliding as you're stopping the brakes. That's that's a scary
1: thing. You don't know what to do. Well, see, in our area too, it you get some like drastic changes in temperatures, and so like I don't know how how it is where you're at, but black ice is a pretty big thing where we're at. So it's like because it could be snowing, and then it'll warm up above freezing, snow melts, and then as soon as the sun goes down, freezes over, and next morning it's just sheets of ice. So
0: I'll tell me I'll tell you my opinion on black ice, and and not everybody agrees with me on this, but. I don't think there is such a thing as black ice. I think it's just ice that you didn't see that you, you weren't able to catch that ice. It's not, it's not yeah. invisible. Yeah. It's not a mystery. You just, you just didn't see it. And yeah. then, and then you, it, you slipped out. You definitely went in the ditch or crashed into another car, but you just, you just weren't, you weren't able to see that ice. That That's all, but it was there. You yeah. just got to look anyways. Um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, yeah, you live up here, odds are you're gonna end up in the in the ditch at one part point or another, but you just take it slow and um, that that's that's the key. Don't be don't be in such a rush once that, that snow starts flying. Um, and and of course there's a lot of trucks up here, which maybe maybe that's why I'm so busy at these transmission shops, because I'm doing six L eighties and six L nineties, like I'm doing four or five of those a week. With my mobile gig, and and this is a part-time mobile gig, and I don't specialize in Chevy four-wheel drive trucks. It's just that's <laughs> what I get calls on every single day. Is another four L sixty or uh, or um no four L eight six L six, L ninety yeah uh, in the GM trucks. They're, they're out of control. How many of those are going out on a regular basis? Do you see the same thing where you're at?
1: Yeah, and I actually, I just picked up um, two pretty big accounts. Um, Both of them are wrap shops, um, Mm. transmission shops with wraps. But they called me, one of them called me in for a Nissan. Actually, the other one called me in for a Nissan, too, that um, required the CD and wrap, you know, can't do it. And I was like, well, what do you guys usually use? Oh, we use wrap. And so I had a conversation with them, and I ended up picking up both of those shops to where they're, only using rap as like the last resort now. So that's kind of helping out quite a bit.
0: Dude, if you have a, a Jasper uh, supplier in your area for transmission shops, mm-hmm. seek them out. Um, I was talking to the Jasper rep where I'm at. He just happened to be at a shop that I was at and I was talking to him and he's like, Oh, you do this because I was programming a GM transmission. Imagine that. And he sells them like crazy. Imagine that. <laughs> and right now and i'm sure they'll fix this so i don't know how long it's available but right now after they switched over to the TLC the techline connect for general motors the jasper people were selling or the, i don't know how they were doing it but they were doing the rap thing with their transmission in order to sell their transmission so you buy a transmission from them they send you this wrap box and then you can program it as well. And you don't have to do anything else with it. You buy it from Jasper and then you can program it. You're good. But the setup that they had does not work with the TLC because of the processor. And so they are struggling to get whatever needs to be fixed in that as far as drew tech goes on that side. And so they're looking for people right now, like mobile programmers to, fill that gap so they can still sell their transmissions and say, yeah, just call this guy. He'll program it for you. Once you slap it in there, cause our wrap box is not going to do that. And again, I don't know how long it will be until they fix it. I'm sure they will, but yeah. it's an opportunity at the moment. I've gotten some, some business from that. So, I mean, if there anybody else listening out there too, this is, uh, November 23rd. I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and that was the case. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> That I'm kind of struggling right now with with my mobile not that I don't have the work coming in it's I've got too much coming in I guess you could say with everything else going on so yeah um, it's just which i I'm pretty sure it's the same with you it's like you know you go to school and it's you probably get five phone calls while you're at school and it's like I, mm-hmm. I can't I was like today I had to reschedule to if if they're even still going to be available next till next week because I I just couldn't get to them any this week at all. Cause I'm shutting down Thursday and Friday this week. And it's just, I'm booked out tomorrow. And so it'll have to be next week. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. When I have a full, full load at school, it's tough. Cause I can't leave until the afternoon. And so let's say I have one day already booked out. So, so I have Monday already booked out. I have three, four jobs. So like three is like really pushing it to get done after school And so then somebody else calls me and I'm like, I can't get to you until, you know, tomorrow afternoon. Some shops are fine with it, but some of them, you know, they want a a quicker service or they can find a quicker service. So, yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, But like I like I mentioned earlier, I got to I got to make some decisions in the future Um, because, yeah, I unfortunately or fortunately, the whichever way you look at it, my mobile thing keeps growing. Right, I'm not marketing it, but it's it's still yep. still growing, and so either I have to cut back on that and just I don't know tell people no or raise my rates a bunch or <laughs> stop answering my phone I don't know something there or you know pick a different path to proceed and I I don't exactly know which direction I'm gonna go yet,
1: but yeah, I mean that's that's me. Um, so I'm I'm about to, um, programming not so much just because. I would say, you know, you're you're in the business. About about I'd say ninety-eight percent of programmings are smooth. Knock on wood sure. because tomorrow <laughs> I'm gonna have a difficult one. But ninety-eight <laughs> percent yeah. of them smooth. It's it's your in and out, it's quick money. Mm-hmm. But the, the mobile diag, I've just it's the diag part of it, it's I uh, it I'm about to really raise my rates on that. Yep. If if you want me to diagnose it, that's fine. Just drop it off at my shop and and we'll do it there it's just it, a little bit more set up i've got my own lift and and all that stuff compared to rolling around on a concrete floor or gravel because their shop's too full for you to put a car in it and all that stuff yeah so so i i kind of started passing it to my shops so um my diag rates is literally going to double on, on December 1st. It's, it's going to double. So if you want okay. me to come mobile, it's like, yeah, I'm still available to go mobile for pro for diagnostics, but you know, it's going to be this, or if you still want it at your original rate, you can bring it to my shop and I'll do it for the original rate. So.
0: Gotcha. That's a nice option. I mean, it's so hard to schedule your day with diagnostics in there. Cause yeah. you don't know what you're going to run into or how yeah. long it's going to take you at that specific shop. And then if you've got three, four after that, it completely messes up the whole day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I had one, um, it was kind of out of my area, I guess where I usually work, but I was just trying to help the shop owner because of, um, wh- where he's at in the industry and stuff. And I, I ended up going to shop. It was like three or four different times on just a vehicle that, I mean, I personally wanted to put five bucks in, but the owner of the vehicle sunk a lot of money into and it just kind of got to the point. It was like, you know, you got to kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll have to refund your money. I, I can't continue to come back. Cause it was just one of those, those ones where it's like, you're about to be in it to it for days on end, trying to figure out the issue. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, it's hard to, to schedule that. And so.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, when it when it turns into it's going to be a project, you, you know, there's a lot of stuff wrong with this, or it's tuned and deleted and all this stuff, and yeah. I, I've learned to say no to those pretty quickly. But that's the sort of thing that can really drag you down.
1: Oh yeah, fast. and then and then you try and explain to the shop, it's like, well, I got to charge you for this. And this is what do you mean? You're you're usually just this. It's like ah, uh, this is a totally different situation than normal, mm-hmm. and so. Just having those conversations just suck, and I'm just, you know, you want me to die, sure, but it's going to cost you now, so.
0: Yeah, uh, intermittent is the other one that I'm, I've, I've actually come to the point where I'm pretty much say no. And the only thing that's gotten me is like, they'll call me and they won't tell me that it's intermittent, and yeah, I show up. There. Yeah. And then they're like, well, yeah, it doesn't it only does it like once a day. And you know, then I'm like, I'm already there. It's already in my schedule. Okay, I guess I'll spend an hour on it, Mm -hmm. but then I have to charge if it doesn't do it. But I just tell people on the phone, I'm like, I I don't I don't do intermittents. You get it to consistently happen, I'll come look at it. I can't work that into my schedule because I can't spend three hours trying to get this thing to act up. It just does not work.
1: well, I've gotten to the point on intermittents. It's like we really need you to come. I said that's fine. I said, But I'm gonna charge you from the minute that I show up to the minute that I leave because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there for my normal diag fee and be there for several hours trying to make something happen. It just so typically that kind of shies it away. And then mm-hmm. I've had a couple that's like, Yeah, that's fine, go ahead and, and we just need to get it figured out. So Yeah,
0: and sometimes they are, they're at their wits' end and yep. it's it's consistent enough but intermittent at the same time that they, they know they have to get it resolved. Um, but yeah, you almost have to clear your schedule for it yeah. to say, well, I, I need to clear out three, four hours for this thing in order to catch it and figure out what's going on. Um, and for, unfortunately for me, it just, it does not work well when I'm trying to do it in the afternoons after school. Yeah. Cause
1: <laughs> then you run into one of those times. It's like, uh, are you, going to be there after the shop closes and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. So,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. We've had, we've had plenty of, Hey, could you just leave the keys in the car? I'm not going to get there until <laughs> X time. <laughs> 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 I'm doing it in the parking lot in the dark or whatever. And it's getting cold this time of year. So that's not exactly the funnest thing in the world, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still love it though. Honestly. um Boy, I, I, I really do. Love doing the mobile stuff. It's super challenging, but I think sure. that's why I like it so much because it's not easy, and I don't know what's coming. It's not monotonous. Um, yeah. There's always something new coming at me. I'm always learning something. And I think that's why I like it, even though it's such a struggle some days to get through everything.
1: Oh yeah, I I, I like to um, like I. I like solving puzzles, I guess you could say. So I'm, that's that's what kind of attracts me towards the diagnostics. Because, I mean, turning to wrenches is fun and working on cars is fun. But just the puzzle solving, and and that's what it is, mobile. Because typically, I mean, now I have some shops that call me. If it's got a check engine light, they just automatically call me. They don't even do any diagnostic work. They just call me in. Yep. But then I've got others where they've already sunk three, 4,000 into it. And they're like, uh, can you come take a look at it? And then it's, you know, so, but like you said, it just, it's, it's fun, but sometimes from a business standpoint is, is it worth the, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is my fun worth the money that I'm losing doing it? So,
0: yeah, exactly. You have to put on the business owner lens, to, to look at some of this stuff and say, okay, especially if it's going to be your main occupation, like
1: yeah, what are, the,
0: what are these numbers you'll look like at the end of the month at the end of the year? Um, I have to prioritize and say no to certain things and seek out other things because that's mm-hmm. going to make the most sense for me. And then I don't know, maybe throw in some, some challenging things here and there, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, Even, even some of the more profitable stuff is definitely challenging when Mm -hmm. you're trying to learn it. I'm trying to get into the key thing right now. I actually, I have a bunch of key stuff I got from Isaac. I just got some leashy stuff. So that's a rabbit hole that I'm going to waste days on. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) it's, there's, I see a lot of profit in it and I
1: keep getting more and more
0: calls on it. So I want to be set up and prepared and have that, you know, available to my customers. So
1: yeah, I did the same thing. It, it was probably about six months ago. Well, I've, I've had a key machine for well over a year now, um, and I've had the IM608 and the key tool Max, but then probably about six to eight months ago, I was like, nah, diving in 1st Let's just see what happens. So I've got some leashy stuff. I, I'm not good at picking it, so if, if you want a, a lock picked in 10 seconds, I'm not the guy to do it. If you want it picked <laughs> in 10 minutes... I, if, if you're good with 10 minutes, 15, 20, you know, I'm, I'm your man, but, <laughs> uh, but the, the, the keys, and then I've really dove head first, probably, like I said, about six months ago into board, board work, uh, E-proms and all that stuff. Like to the point where I reached out to the class that you went to, Mike and Pedro, I reached out to Mike and I was like, Hey, uh, can I host a class just because I wanted to go to the class and then he's so, there are, so literally next, next Friday and Saturday, Mike and Pedro is going to be here. We're going to have nice. 20 students and just do his EProM class. I'm excited about that. So
0: that's fantastic. Yeah. I actually went to that one twice. Um, oh really? Yeah. I went in Vegas and then out in New Jersey too. And the they do it. There's, there's similar things that they cover, but they do it different each time. And then mm-hmm. so much of it is hands-on. So it's like, whatever you want to learn about you, you spend your time on that. And boy, it, I also find that stuff extremely interesting and and I want to crack every module open and start messing (laughs) around with them and learn what I can. I'm the same
1: way. It's like, Ooh, what use module can I attempt to do and and stuff like it's it's to the point now, like where I kind of got into it where like, uh, they're over there on the table, but I've got two different shops from other parts of North Carolina that sent me modules because Chrysler PCMs, new ones, you cannot get them now, right now. And so I did okay. two used modules and it's, that's kind of another avenue that I've been playing around with. But like you said earlier in the the thing, it's, it's, when do I have time? So, <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah every every new project you take on it's like okay where am i going to fit this or what am i yep. what else am i going to take out so i can do this new thing <laughs>
1: yeah which that that was kind of i don't know that was the driving factor for stat so the the repair side
0: mm-hmm. was
1: it's like where do i see myself 10 years from now or whatever it is so it's like so i i was like that would be a good thing cuz then i can you know, if I don't want to be mobile, then I've got a shop that I can kind of lean back on and, and work. and Or if I don't want to be mobile, then I've got the shop running, helping bring income in while I do board work or, you know, what have you. So that was sure. just allowing. I mean, I'm suffering right now, but I'm hoping within the next year, my suffering will maybe have a glimmer of light at the end of it. <laughs> we'll yeah. check back. Check back with me next year. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do another check in and, and <laughs> yeah. see where
0: you're at. <laughs> um, yeah. That, and that is, that's, that's a good way to to think about it to have almost, you know, this, this could obviously be really successful for you, but also it could be just sort of a backup, you know, yeah. fail safe for you too. Um, uh, the, and, well, that was one of my other questions was <laughs> what what are your plans going forward? But, um, so I mean, it sounds like you're just ramping everything up.
1: Well, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm backing down on the mobile. I'm not shutting down mobile, but mm-hmm. I, I'm backing it back down. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm focusing heavy on, uh, the repair side. Um, I've, I still got a little bit of, uh, pieces to get put in place before I swing hard at like all the advertisements and everything, but mm-hmm. that, I'm I'm really starting to push hard towards that. I'm backing away from mobile, not shutting it down, just backing away from it. And the tooling, because both of those, I, I feel, if you're looking at it as a business standpoint, both of those, as a business owner, are better because the mobile is fun. But like I said earlier, it's it requires a special person, and I'm not saying I'm special. Hell, I'm I'm half retarded most of the time, but you know, it's. <laughs> Uh, but it's it requires you know that that person with the it factor that's like that just understands something whenever you look at it, and a lot of people don't understand it, and that's no knock on anybody, but you know voltage drop people, you know how much in the industry can do a voltage drop check, hardly any, but right. well, I'm, well, I'm not gonna say hardly any, but the the numbers are fairly low, right, and so. It's am I going to be 60 years old still sitting in a van running around, or if I'm trying to grow a business, do I want to put my time and efforts into something that's going to be more rewarding and fruitful in my future? So, back, I'm slowly backing away from the, the mobile. Um, then once I get the shop kind of up and going, I got a technician. Um, like I said, my brother, he's one to kind of come in on the business. He's going to be the advisor. Um, I'm going to be the, the, the main person, I guess you could say once I kind of get those little places and pieces in place, I'll, I'll probably ramp back up the mobile again, but I'd like to eventually have somebody in the vans. Well, I don't have the van anymore. I got rid of that yesterday, but, uh, uh, the Nissan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, like I said, I I'm pulling back on mobile, and so okay, okay. With with programming, you could you could program out of a, a Pinto. You don't you don't need oh, yeah. much room. And I, so, I did it out
0: of a Buick for a while, so I
1: know. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I got rid of the van. It was you know it came back to business mindset. It's do you continue paying for something that's gonna potentially be sitting for a while? So I as a business owner, I was like, we'll get rid of the van right now. And then later on, whenever I go to ramp it back up, depending on what I want, you know, might get me something. I don't know if I'll go back with the MV twenty five hundred, maybe something smaller, but get okay. another van and try and locate a technician to put in a van. I mean, okay. I, like like Keith Perkins. I mean, he's got. I mean, his crew's freaking awesome. Maybe I can try and find somebody like what's in his group. So,
0: yeah, he's got he's got quite the, the setup going there for sure. Oh yeah. Did you have anybody specific that either inspired you or helped you along during this process? And I guess if you don't want to name them, you don't have to. But I'm just curious if the, if there was a sp- people that were just there helping you along, giving you tips, or, ins- or even inspiring you. Maybe they didn't talk to them, but
1: so I I don't know, I I happen to be in the 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 triangle of of excellent people. I guess you could say. Um, in- industry leaders within an hour's reach of me. So, uh Robert Silverstein or Dutch—he's been on yours. He's literally yep. an hour south of me, and I go down to okay. his shop and and talk business at least once a month. Isaac's like an hour from me, and him and I are on the phone daily. If it literally—if it wasn't for Isaac—and this is this is no lie—if it wasn't for Isaac, I would not be where I'm at right now, and that's the God's honest truth. Um, and then uh. Uh, Lucas Underwood I mean he he's right right above me and you know him with the podcast it's just you know I've tried to surround myself Um, but so Dutch and Lucas as far as like business standpoint and being business owners both of them have kind of held my hand and was like, Hey dummy, you're acting fucking stupid right now. <laughs> oh, oh so, sorry. You can bleep that out. <laughs> but, but, but like, Hey, Hey, you're acting stupid right now. it's so like, yeah. you know, let's reel it back in for a little bit and try and figure it out. But, uh, with Isaac, it was, uh, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that's kind of how Isaac and I met. We both, we both worked for, um, a not so great individual at different times. And whenever he found out I worked there, he reached out to me. He was like, Hey, be careful. Uh, you might want to watch out. And sure enough, what he recommended happened. And that kind of sparked a friendship. And he was like, you need to go mobile like right now. And so he's kind of been the person standing behind me, kicking me right square in the ass. Like, Hey, Brandon, come on, (laughs) let's go. So,
0: okay. Okay.
1: What about you? Tell me about Sean. What what made Sean want to do this? Because you've asked a lot of people, but what's really made Sean want to do this?
0: Do, do this as far as the mobile stuff?
1: Yeah, and be a business owner. See, I just flipped the script on you because I watched your eyes look at me like, why did you just ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
0: I don't know if there was – there definitely wasn't anybody that – told me go do this mobile stuff uh mm-hmm. probably the opposite actually um as far as you, you don't want to do th- this mobile stuff but um there were some people that i saw that were doing it successfully um and this was this would have been like 17, 18 when i had started teaching and i had stopped working at firestone and so i stopped actively working on cars and I immediately felt rust setting in and I didn't like it because I mm-hmm. wanted to be up on everything. If I got to be up in front of people instructing them, telling them about things like I want to make sure that's not, that it's legit and I'm not and, just rehashing stuff that I did. Even if it is three, four years ago, that's a big deal in this industry, right? Oh, and 100%. I want to be current on what I'm instructing on and relevant, right? So, so it was either try to go back to, you know, work for a shop, which I actually tried for a real brief period of time. I, I went to a shop and it, it sucked. It, it was, yeah. they wanted me to do oil changes and tires. Like, even though they said at the interview, they didn't want me to do oil changes and tires. That's how it goes. And I was like, yep. this is that, that's not what I wanted. I wanted, yeah. you know, the, the high level repair stuff that's, that, interests me and challenges me. Right. So anyways, I see people doing this out on Facebook and YouTube channels. So some of the ones that I can think about was Keith DeFazio. Um, he, his, his YouTube channel is pretty big at that point. The new level auto was just doing these like five to 10 minute videos of just crushing these diagnostics that would take other people hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, Uh, Robert Plentinson, I think I'm saying his last name, right. He would post stuff in Facebook groups about how he did his mobile stuff. Um, and all these interesting case studies and the stuff that he would see. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys back then that were doing it. Um, I mean, even scanner Danner, Paul Danner, he was doing some mobile stuff where he would go to shops to figure some of this stuff out. Um, uh, I had taken a uh, Scott shot in class at vision uh, you know, and he was talking about how the, you know, him and his, his company or his group would do that. Uh, those sort of people yeah. that I didn't even realize it was a thing that you could do that. Like I had no clue. I'm like, wow. Okay. And so that's what inspired me to look into it, buy a J box and uh voltage maintainer and and go out there and try to do this stuff um and it just sort of snowballed because i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it and uh the the word spread spread around town like hey this this guy does this um i don't know i don't know why it helps when they say oh he's a teacher right like (laughs) it doesn't make me any more special than the next guy but yeah when, when people call me be like, Hey, we heard you're a teacher and you do this stuff. Like that's, that's what I hear on the phone. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I teach the basic automotive stuff, but yeah, cool. That's, that's fine. I'll come do these, these crazy things for you. But, um, yeah, it just sort of snowballed. And like I said, it is very challenging and it has been very challenging and I like it because it's challenging. So I keep doing it. And actually it's turned into a lucrative, uh, Self-employment too. I've been actually surprised. Um, I I'm happy about that. Right. That's yeah. That's pretty cool. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's that was kind of me. It was uh, there was one guy in this area. Well, he's still kind of here, but not necessarily in the the area that I was that I'm at now, where I work at, but or service, but some of the shops that I was at and I never really thought about it. It's a guy named Jim Garrido. His half scanner will travel is his little slogan. But, uh, I'd always heard about them. Literally never seen them. Um, most of the time I was in dealerships, but then I, uh, whenever I went mobile, I, I heard of, or not, sorry, not mobile, uh, independent. I kind of heard about them, but, uh, whenever all this stuff happened at some of my other dealerships and Isaac reached out to me to have a conversation, you know, just talking and he brought up mobile. That was the first time that I literally, was like, well, hot damn. I didn't even really think about that in that essence. And so I don't know, here I am now. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, I had actually
0: tried a mobile repair back in 2011 I was between shops and I'm like, I'm going to go do this mobile repair. And I did this in January in Minnesota. Now, had I done it in like June, maybe my whole course of career would have been completely different, but I did it in January. I'm like, this sucks like because I'm working on cars <laughs> and parking lots and stuff and it's 20 below I like no, nope, that's not happening I'm, I'm I that was very brief that I attempted the mobile repair thing but the diagnosis you can make it happen
1: oh yeah like whenever I first went mobile like I like I whenever I went mobile I got aggravated I was that technician I got aggravated at the shop and pretty much told the to, Managers how I felt and I packed up my shit that day and, you know, the next day I went mobile. But, uh, I was like, well, you know, we're trying to figure out income and all that stuff. And so I applied at, um, I think is it called, I think it's called your mechanic or something. It's, it's a mobile repair thing, but it's, it's a big corporation and you're 1099 through the corporation as like your own little boss or whatever. And I applied there I took their little test, and they're like, well, we would like you to be the, the the district lead technician or something like that. But it was the same thing. It was like repairs, but you're in the parking lot doing the repairs. And then yeah. whenever they offered me, you know, hey, you can do this, my mobile stuff kind of started creeping up. And I was like, eh, I, I think I'll just kind of stay with the mobile Diag and I'm kind of glad I didn't, but at the same time it was, you know, I was offered it, but then I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. So.
0: <laughs> right. Uh do you think there's a or I I think there is a value in in working for yourself and calling the shots, but how big of a thing is that for you being in charge of your own destiny and making your own schedule and and calling the shots is that is that a big thing for you is that part of what attracts you to what you do?
1: Yes and uh, yes and no. So take what I with take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17. Um, went to boot camp at 17. Turned 18 in boot camp. And the first eight years of my adulthood, I was in the military. So I just, and then I grew up in a military family. So that's just all I knew my entire life. Whenever I got out of the Marine Corps, I completely realized that civilians fucking suck. I mean, they, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, they they just did. It was like, like I'm used to family unity. Everybody loves each other. Let's make sure that we're growing as a team. And then yeah. whenever I went into shops, it was like. Nah, fuck you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like You're nah good. screw screw you, man. I, I I'm just yeah. here for me and you got bosses that are only there for their paychecks and I just I don't know. I, I bounced around between shops and it was mainly just trying to find that that unity or that, that home, I guess you could say. Okay. And then I don't know. Now that I'm been my own boss, it's I, I'm able to find unity because what am I going to do? Tell myself, shut up. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, it's there, there's definitely something to that for me to, to be in charge. I mean, you're still, you know, providing a service. You got customers Mm -hmm. that are kind of calling the shots, but Hey, if I want to tell somebody I can't get to it today, that's, that's my call. Um, if i you know, maybe it's not the best business decision, but if I don't want to answer the phone today, I don't have to. Um, and having that, that freedom, maybe it's even an illusion. I don't know, but at least having that illusion of freedom, it's definitely something that's attracting to me that, that I enjoy Like during the summer when this is my full-time thing, I like being able to say Friday, I'm heading up to the lake. So, we're not doing mm-hmm. mobile jobs today. You know, that was no. not the case of Firestone that when I, when I was a tech, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you got, you got your vacation days and you better plan those out specifically and let every everybody know a month ahead of time. And maybe you can't get the time off. And no. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That was now my first, first summer mobile. I mean, my, my clientele wasn't built up. So I had a little bit more free time this past year. I had no time. Um, mm-hmm. but, that first summer, it was like you said, it was, it's Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to hit the lake because, you know, I, yeah. I, I I live on a lake. And, and so I I just, it's like, yep I'm going to put the boat in today and we're going to head out. And it, it's, it was just nice to have that. But now I I don't have time to do that. So right. I, I don't know if it's, if it's better or worse, maybe I should go back and work for a shop. <laughs> I can only work four hours a week. <laughs> well yeah that's the thing so you could turn
0: it off at the end of the day right because yep. when it's your business you it, that then it becomes very a- difficult to actually yeah. shut everything off and turn everything off so yeah uh, it
1: it's it's hard saying say no to like i had i had a shop um i've serviced them a couple times but i wouldn't consider them my customer if that makes sense i've only been there a couple times mm-hmm. and uh he called me and he was like, "Hey, I, I'm in a tough spot. I I really need your assistance." And he's. I was like, "All right, well, what do you got going on?" And he's like, "Oh, well, this vehicle." He then starts laughing. He's like, "It it it was here before you were born," and I was like, <laughs> nah, I'm out." Well, I, I didn't say it like that, but I I, I let him finish his, his conversation, like explaining it. I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm not really interested in that." And he was like, nah, "I I really really need you." I was like, "No, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not interested." Yeah, but but be, see, being my boss is is I can say, no. Whereas sure. if I was in a shop and they're like, "Here's this yep. 1983 Chevy car that's beat to hell. I need you to work on it." And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I either work on it or I go home and not get paid. So, yep. But sure. I I that- I told the shop I was like, ah, eh, no. He's like, okay, how much would it cost for you to be out here? And I told him a number, and he said that's more than what the car's worth. And I said, I understand that (laughs) that's where I'm at in this situation. Right. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, you, you get perks like that, but Mm -hmm. you also get, you also get the perks of being in your shop at 5. AM trying to get stuff going. And so,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, Nothing's free. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, so, are you going to be doing any, uh, like trade shows or anything? Because you won the best booth at ASTE, right?
1: And I was surprised by that, but yes, I did.
0: <laughs> okay, you got plans to do any of those in the future?
1: Uh, actually, yes. Um, we're. I'm trying to debate if I want to spend the money back to being a business owner. If I want to spend the money this month and get a couple hundred dollar discount or wait till next month. Um, but we're planning on going to vision. So I'm going to have a booth and you, you seen the, the, the cluster. Oh, cluster. of fuck. I guess you could say of my yeah. booth. It, I mean, it was, it, well, people were
0: just taking stuff from your booth and walking off. That was yeah. the thing. <laughs>
1: dude. It, it, I mean, it, it, it was insane. And, you know, I told you I had Heather. Heather had just started, like, so vision or sorry, AST was about two months ago. Heather had only been working with me for about three weeks. And she, she was like, I was like, I don't know what to expect when we go into this. So we're just going to go into it. We're going to figure it out. And she was, afterwards, she was like, I felt like I was a bouncer. She's like, I had to, like, <laughs> stand next to the stuff and, like, nudge people. Like, no, you got to pay for that. Yeah. But, like, I, you know, I was only in at my booth, so I could only focus on my booth, and I felt like there was a lot of people. But then afterwards, I was told, "Yeah, your booth was the only one like that." I mean, people were at the other booths, but yours was the only one where it was like a crowd trying to get into your booth. And I was like, <laughs> it's like "Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all." So, but uh, we're we're planning a little bit different. We're going to go to Vision. Um, I think we're going to do two booths at Vision. Um, Vision's booths, or a little bit bigger than ASTEs but i think we're still going to have to we're going to have to run two booths it just okay too too much traffic at ASTE and if it's anything remotely like ASTE, um i'd much rather just spend a little extra money and be comfortable than do what i <laughs> yeah but the 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 best booth thing it it really it, it caught me off guard cuz i was just sitting there gnawing on a cookie whenever they were giving out the awards and they're like, Jarhead Diagnostics. And I'm like, what the hell? I was like, all right, let's go.
0: That was cool. And yeah, it was great stuff. Obviously, that's why the people are there.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was good. I mean, like like you, you, you were trying to find a place to do your thing. And I was like, take my room, man. It's, it's yours. Yeah. Here's a key. With the... With With the the upside down chair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to do that at every place that I go now. Even if the table works, I'm going to do the chair upside down.
1: (laughs) How are we supposed to mount these mics? I don't know. Oh, let's take this chair, turn it upside down, mount the mics. We're good now, buddy. Yeah.
0: So that worked for all except for one of the interviews. The, one of the the guys that was there, he like just was like leaning on the chair and he kept hitting the chair, and I I couldn't save the audio from it. But was, otherwise,
1: was that, the, was that the the owner and tech from Arizona yep. or whatever it was? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: no, it was it was good talk yeah. with him, but I, I couldn't he, salvage he, the audio. Kept, you
1: kept hearing this. Yeah, <laughs> right. let, let, let me pull. He kept like pulling his book out and and writing down. I'm like, man, just <laughs> just. You know, get in the moment and talk on the podcast. You Ain't got to write notes. Just <laughs> right,
0: exactly. But uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I think I definitely will bring my stuff to Vision, but I was debating. I was like, Ah, oh, man, you know, I kind of just want to be there and enjoy it because yeah. um, it it is a lot, uh, as I'm sure you know, right? To oh, yeah. be there, to be with everybody, to be on the whole time, and then do your thing on top of it. That, yep. That's a, that's a ton to to manage. I was exhausted. And again, I'm sure you know exactly, oh, yeah. if not more, but I was exhausted after that weekend of oh. I, I've never talked so much in my life.
1: <laughs> well see that that was me. It was like, you know, whenever I um I signed up to be a vendor, I asked uh Trisha and Maddie who's in charge of um ASTE. I was like, you know, am I allowed to attend classes under my vendor? And they're like, yeah, that's, you know, you're you're Part of the show, you can attend a class. I didn't even get a chance to attend a class because it was like I felt like every time I walked out of my room, it was you know somebody stopped me. And to be honest with you, like all joking aside, I feel like I'm just uh like I said, I'm I'm just a retard from North Carolina. But I swear to God, that was the most humbling experience whenever we went to ASTE and everybody's like Brandon Jarhead Diagnostic! shake my shake my hand. It just it it was a very, very humbling experience to yeah. say the least. I mean, I, I just, I didn't really think that, I don't know, I guess it, you know, like with your business and, and with the, the podcast and stuff, you, you don't think of it at the level that it actually is. And no. so, and, and so I just think jar, you know, it's, I understand it's a business. I understand it does well, but I didn't understand I don't even want to use this term, but I guess air quotes the following. I didn't really think I had that, but it was like all these people kept coming up and shaking my hand at ASTE, and I was like, oh, yeah, hey. And they're like, oh, yeah, Brandon. I was like, hey, do I know you? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then with that running joke that I think you started or somebody else, it's like – Everybody just needs to post their Facebook picture on, <laughs> on their chest so you can be like, oh yeah, exactly. I do know you. <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, it is humbling to to say the least because um, I have a terrible business acumen and I, I don't do anything with the podcast as far as like trying to make money with it. I don't know. Yeah. People tell multiple people told me that I should. But I, I don't and so I don't really look at like the download stats or anything. Like I have to go into an area of my podcast to do that. And I don't I don't really check on it very often. Um, but yeah, going to that and people are talking to me and I'm like I know it's getting out to people, but mm-hmm. I guess I don't think about it until I actually like interact with everybody and like, oh wow, okay. People are listening to me talk every week. Like that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just a dude that fixes cars. Yeah. Um And I'm putting myself out there, but yeah, it's crazy when, when you find, when you figure out, you know, the, how you can, you can affect people, um, positively. Of course you could probably do it negatively if you wanted to, you know, you could have the same effect people negatively with an effort, but you know, we've done, we've chosen to do, it's going to positively affect somebody else Mm -hmm. and and maybe lots of people, which is, pretty freaking cool. So yeah, humbled is definitely the, the word
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I,
0: choose as well.
1: I mean, I, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like, do you know the humble mechanic? The
0: I, I know who he is. I don't know him though.
1: So like, I don't know, uh, we've kind of chatted on Facebook and stuff, but even him, like he made the comment to me, he was like, dude, you were a rock star AST. I was like, I was just I was just a guy there. I mean, I I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand, but it's just I don't know. I mean, if, yeah. if it was just it was nice, but it, at the same time it was different. I guess you could say I, I'm not I'm not used to that. I'm just used to being the the average Joe in the crowd. I guess so.
0: Sure, well, that's where I feel more most comfortable. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Um. Okay, last thing I got on my notes, I need to know what your uh, crypto plays are for the next uh, couple months. Here, where am I where am I putting
1: my money? Oh, don't even get me. <laughs> 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 I make I make one Facebook post that I made a lot of money on, and it's like Brandon, you're freaking stupid. <laughs> well, either way, I made money on it, so I don't really give a shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just thought I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. It, it's it's funny the things that people get worked up about but
1: so i've learned if i want to really get excitement i i post that i got ados um i post <laughs> that i invested in some crypto that i made money on and um yep, yep and i used an aftermarket scan tool instead of a factory one and if i do all of that in one post i think facebook might break so that's why i haven't <laughs> done it just yet <laughs> That's the trifecta. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: it's a guy that he's using his aftermarket scan tool to buy crypto while doing an eight calibration all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I get Coinbase on my Autel? Is that is that an application I can download on there? <laughs> no,
1: that, that's how you bought your Autel was you invested in uh in in not Doge um shinoob or whatever yeah, it is yeah yeah you invested in that and you bought your all and then you use that all to to do an ados calibration on a mercedes that's not even here you, you, you did a bluetooth ados calibration from california yeah. yep
0: and then you bought more crypto with that it's, yep. it's a closed loop cycle okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I think that's a a good place to wrap this up then, unless you got anything else for me.
1: Nah, I mean, just a good conversation. So (laughs) thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate
1: it. Yes, sir.
0: Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Just another big thank you to Brandon for joining me on the show. Definitely appreciate it. Enjoyed having the chat. Uh, I also want to encourage everybody to check out brandon's website all the tools that he offers um i will put the link in the show notes to this episode but other than that let's all get out there start fixing the world one car at a time